Oh, those pesky Terps. <laughs> hey, what's up? It's The Drive with Tay and Piper, ESPN Radio 93.5. Derek Piper, Lante. Oh, No Kyle, and he could have been here. Yeah, no showing. No I showing mean, like Illinois in the second half yesterday. He did text us last night like at 8.45, which is dangerously close to my bedtime, and I had actually just gone to bed. I mean, that is pathetic, Pipes. It's just so cold out. I'm like, I, all I want to do oh, is brutal. just yeah. get into a bed and get warm. That's all I want to do. But he asked if he had been fired yet. I said no. And then today he made no extra effort <laughs> to come down. And then I had forgotten, like you just told me, well, it's Martin Luther King Day. So they didn't have school. So I'm giving him another chance. Otherwise, he was going to be fired on site. Yeah. But I'm going to give him He knows we chance. can't fire him. So. <laughs> right. Especially me if I want to go to any right. of Andrew's events. That's right. So he knows that my daughter's coming soon, that you know, he can <laughs> he can do pretty much whatever he wants. He can do the Dennis Robin and go to Vegas just unannounced. And we'll have to go back and get him and yeah. he'll be hanging out with Carmen Electra. Like, Kyle, you gotta oh. come back and do the show because oh. Pipes is gonna have a baby. Of course that'd be his grandma by now. <laughs> <laughs> Carmen would be a little old yeah, for him. That's true. Fair enough. I was, yeah. I don't know what the equivalent of that is today, but yeah, right. Uh, we'll leave right, that to the text line right, to talk right. about, and maybe not us. But uh, anyways, can I say something before we get nitty gritty into basketball? Because I know we're going to talk all about that game last night. Mm-hmm. Luke Goody at three thirty. Mm-hmm. The thing that just it was like the the twenty four hour news that just kind of slipped past us is that Andy Boo is gone as a football coach at the University of Illinois. Also, Ant- Antonio Finellas, yes. who was the defensive backs coach. That um, came down Thursday night, right? Thursday night. and we During did not, the middle of the Illinois-Michigan State game. That's right. And we didn't discuss it Friday. We had plenty going on. But that just – can I just say that that one really surprised me. I understand there's going to be shakeups on a coaching staff. Andy Boo, since he's gotten here, has seemed to be maybe your number one recruiter – I mean, he has gone into New, into New Jersey. He's mm-hmm. gone out east. He's mm-hmm. done. He just went out to Utah and got Easton Baker. He's been a guy that seemingly, unless Brett Bielma's was lying all this time, has done a hell of a job recruiting. And it always seemed like the linebackers. I thought Odaluga and who was the dude that led him in tackles? Not Tariq Barnes, but Dylan Rosier. Dylan Rosier. I thought those two improved. I mean, Rosier I got a good year last yeah, year. Yeah, I didn't sure, see yeah. any. You know, I just I didn't see any regression or anything out of linebackers, so I, I that one caught me off guard. And and I know that I've read that maybe he has somebody up his sleeve, John Holosek. I don't know. Maybe he's got somebody there that he has plans for. But and I, how many years has John Holosek's name been dropped every off season? There's no doubt. It just I don't know. That one just shocked me. It was perplexing to me as well. I, again, like Jeremy Warner would know it far better than I would well, as far as the recruiting impact, here. and I see my. Uh, ultimate opinion maybe to what he has to say in terms of that goes uh, but yeah no doubt it was under my impression that he was a recruiting asset of course Easton Baker is one of those guys that uh, pops on film and, yep. and had a chance to go to Oklahoma but it was Andy Boo going out there pretty much like a day after seeing his tape and doing a like an in-home <laughs> visit or at least an at-school uh, get together and, and offered and was able to get that thing done but uh, we'll see what the response is in terms of the guy that Bielema probably has in mind to, to get rid of somebody that had had success and that had been doing well in recruiting and had uh, someone like Dylan Rosiak who had a good year last year. 
it makes you wonder if there's just somebody he couldn't say no to yeah. in terms of a replacement. On the note of Anthony Finellis, I, I think it's tough for someone to come in in year one and then be gone the following year. But then again, like if we were going to start talking about the holes in Illinois' football team last year, you'd start <laughs> with the defensive backfield. How much was he to blame for that? I was going to say. <laughs> they would know more than that uh, You know, within the – the Smith Center and out what you know looked at on the practice practice field and whatnot, but I I would if I'm arguing for Finellis, I'd say was the personnel there to have right. a better year than they did. I mean I get it they it was pretty brutal, but especially at corner not being able to go out and as I've said a million times not going in the portal and they still need to go to the portal for the defensive backfield in my opinion. Um, I, so, I agree. He got Rick Renteriod. Yeah, <laughs> you uh, know, and it's, it's surprising because it's a guy that. Similar to Aaron Henry, it's a guy that Brett Bielema was coached before. Sure. It's a guy that was a groomsman in Aaron Henry's wedding. Like, wow. that's one of his best friends. Wow. And for him, I know that he was in the running for the defensive backs coach when Aaron Henry got it. Mm. And then, you know, ultimately they picked Aaron Henry. And then as Aaron got promoted, they they brought Finellis back into the mix and hired him. So, um, There's again, always I, another side to the story. I there guess. is, and I, I, don't, I don't know what that – side is and I don't know what the replacements are going to look like but yeah I know that John Holosek is someone that people have pretty frequently wondered about and if that's the response and the hire I mean that seems like it'd be a, a yeah. very good one but I'm with you I think Andy Boo as far as we understand it had been a a pretty qualified and effective coach in that position at least from the outside looking agree in. agree and that's that's the way probably to say it we're not inside Smith Center, like you said, I'm not there on game day. I'm not one to sit here and have the capabilities of analyzing a linebackers coach and what all the linebackers are doing and what assignments they missed. I mean, Jay Lehman would be a good one to visit with. He just we just lost him one one Monday too short. Uh, everything's fine with Jay, by the way. Just it, he right, was, yeah. He was going until last Monday. This is our first Monday without Jay. Yeah, right? this yeah. is weird, man. That like the energy's down. Mm. You can just tell. It's amazing on a holiday how many how people are not out. Like there's oh, no it, traffic. It's scarce right now. It's just horror. I mean, and I, mean, I don't I blame them. Appreciate the drive over not no. being too congested, but of course people are like, "Well, it's, it's zero degrees. Why yeah. do I want to get out? I don't right. blame you." So yeah, but and there's I, football I, on, man. All right, exactly. The Steelers are on. That's right. There was a Big Ten basketball game today between Ohio, Ohio State, State and Michigan. Did you hear, did you see on Twitter? I know we're sidetracking here and belaboring the point of <laughs> right. Illinois losing a game at home yesterday uh, to a team that has been having a rough season, but oh. Gus Johnson apparently is talking about how the NBA is going to want to pluck Juwan Howard. Really? For who? Like, really? He says that on the heels of Michigan having a five-game losing streak, oh being nowhere gosh. close to the NCAA tournament this year. They missed it last year. Juwan Howard's going to get fired. Like, yeah. he's not going to jump to the NBA – you know, leaving his post in Ann Arbor. He's going to get fired barring some miraculous comeback here. Michigan is going to lose their football coach and their basketball coach to the professional ranks, right? Harbaugh is going to – he's going to interview, I think, with the Chargers, or he already has, I think is what I read Did that today. come out today? I think that came out today. I yet. saw something that showed that. Now, I don't know. And then – Probably going to get interviewed by the, pa or the uh, Cowboys. Oh, man. On the note, Daryl, yes. Hat tip to your Packers. <laughs> Love does look great. I lost money betting the Cowboys. Are you happy now? Are you I, happy? I, did too. I was not happy seeing that. I'm happy for Joey Wagner, our good friend, who's a Packers fan. Yeah, can, can I say this though, from the rest of the league and not a Bears fan? Like yeah. we're tired of the Packers and their run of quarterbacks. Yeah, it's just it's not even fair. Spoiled. If you look around the league at what most every team has had to deal with, 
I do give the Packers credit, though. Maybe they're on to something. Maybe if you're let me take let me take my team because I know I know it the best. Maybe in two years you draft a quarterback high, even if Kyler is your quarterback for another two or three years, and you make that guy the understudy to Kyler Murray to when Kyler Murray is done or you move on from him or he retires or whatever happens, then that dude is not only ready, but he's he's been under him for two to three years. I, I don't know if this is just accidental that Rodgers sat under Favre and then Love sat under Rodgers, but all three of them seemed to be hits. And Love had a great season this year. He had an, a perfect game. Like I was listening to that this morning, that in terms of the analytics. Yeah, the QBR was the Q, like 99 point something like out a of 100. Game. It's unbelievable. And it's just. Uh, now, some of his receivers were wide open. I don't know what Dallas was doing defensively. Yeah. That's been one of the best defensive units all season long, but they. They got toasted, but admittedly, Love was throwing dimes off his back foot. And he, I hate it. I was just a week ago going off on Tony Romo for belaboring the and continuing <laughs> to hammer home the, this is the second coming of Aaron Rodgers. Like, look at the the form on this throw. He does kind of emulate him a little bit. I didn't, I don't remember well enough back to when Love was playing at Nevada, but that, that quick release, yep. a little bit of like that sidearm action foot. off yep. the back foot. Just some of the mechanics are definitely reminiscent of Aaron Rodgers, so I hate that we're even doing this. I know. There's a trash can over there I'm about to throw, throw up in, but uh, I do give the Packers credit. I mean, they they have drafted well oh. through the years, and even at the the receiving core, I know you know some would say, which accurately so, they've been without Christian Watson almost yep. the entire season, but Jaden Reed was a great pick. I get sick to my stomach every time I watch him play because the Bears could have drafted him in the second round. Oh, but they traded that second round pick oh. to – the Steelers for Chase Claypool, Rishi Rice, the best receiver, uh, wide receiver on mm. the uh, Chiefs, another one of those. But um, Wow. Yeah, I, I'm just – I'm committed now at 53, Drink, to the fact that there's just going to be some organizations in every sport – They're going to get it right. They get it right. And whether or not that is luck – I mean, it's not all luck, but whether or not they catch a break or two down the road that – kind of keeps them right where they need to be, even in a kind of a off-setting kind of season, like like the Steelers. That, that's a perfect example. They just figure it out. They just figure it out. The Niners with Brock Purdy. Oh, my God. They got it wrong with Trey Lance, and they're still fantastic. They're number one seed in the NFC. Now, Imagine that's luck. That. That's luck. That's supposed to be a like franchise yeah. altering, set you back for five years. At, Traded three first-round picks. At least, yeah. Yeah. To shell that – that type of draft capital and draft the wrong guy and then no nope, they're and then they're take fine. Mr. Irrelevant and he turns into <laughs> leading the NFL or whatever in pass yard. I mean, yeah. that is an example of luck. I'm sorry. I don't you you'll think. never explain you will never tell me I mean the Niners passed on him right how many times that draft. Yeah, but the situation also is great. I mean the well, offensive yeah. line is really good. They have Christian McCaffrey, they have Debo Samuel Samuel, they have George Kittle Brandon Ayuk's been pretty good. Like the situation is very, very, very good right. for whoever's going to be that quarterback. So then you give him credit on that sense. Where I, I, there's the push and pull of like, but you're not throwing Clayton Tune, yeah. into that offense. Who's the backup, by the way, in Arizona, Fair or enough. the third backup, and he's not leading them and leading the league and throwing. <laughs> I, maybe I'm wrong, but I, but you're right. I mean, the situation certainly dictates that, and that's why a lot of people are on your side with Fields. Get him surrounded by everything, right? Yeah. And and he will become 
that, or he will show you that. And this wasn't a great weekend for my side of the argument because people are going and uh, flaunting C.J. Stroud's stats, flaunting Jordan Love's stats, and saying there's a big difference between these guys and someone like Justin Fields, which... Stroud is a stud. I get it. Those guys are really, those guys look really good. Stroud. They look really good. <laughs> All right, we can talk basketball now. All right, fair I'm enough. sorry. <laughs> well, you got me bummed out. <laughs> Why did Let's, we even uh, show up today? We've know. got Ma- Illinois losing to Maryland. The Steelers are on. I don't want to talk about that at no. all, and I have to. The Packers do what they did. Yep. It is what it is. All right. Luke Goody at 3.30. Luke Goody at 3.30. Maybe he can up. cheer us up. <laughs> right. Well, I don't know how cheery he's going to be after yesterday. All right. So, Illinois at home against Maryland, a team wow. you should beat, a team that's having a tough year. You look at them in the net, and that matters, especially as we get closer and closer to March. You know, oh, by the way, we're mid-January, a month and a half from essentially you're in March Madness. You're gearing up for Selection Sunday. And Maryland was in like 118th in the net. They were the second worst in the Big Ten as far as net rankings. Mm. If you're not into the into the net and into the quads and all that kind of stuff, just let me put it flat out. You lose at home on – not that I'm breaking any news. You lose on your home floor to Maryland. It's a bad loss. Bad. It's a very bad loss. It falls into a quad three, uh, which is, is not good. It hurts Illinois as far as where they are. They were in the net. They were 11th going into the game. They're 16th now. They, of course, dropped in the AP poll today. I'm sure a lot of people have heard that. Falling out of the top 10 down to 14th. I, I think the – we can get into the specifics of it and what happened. I think it's annoying on one side. Why does Maryland play well against you? Boy. They've won now six of the last seven Dante in this Scott's series. Six and one, right, against you? Yeah, six and one. And he He's won every one of those. <laughs> that great of a game. Uh-uh. Uh, it was Jameer Young. Who all, still hasn't hit the rim. All-league guard. Played like it yesterday. Illinois done well against some of these better guards in the Big Ten, like Boo Booey, like Tyson Walker. Jameer Young had his way, and then – Coleman Hawkins has got a lot of due credit for his defense against Michigan State. He had a tough time against Julian Reese. Big time. And I told you after the game, Kevin Kevin Willard, who still drives me nuts because he looks like John Gross, and even in his suit – you know, just oh, I saw him on the seen him on the sideline yesterday. I'm like, that is most every very coach, reminiscent of it, John Gross. I mean, we don't need the suit back, right? I mean, I don't know. I, maybe maybe you like it. I I don't. I personally don't like wearing a suit. I don't like wearing a Especially suit. Especially if, want, I'm gonna if be someone moving. else wants to wear it, right. then by all means. I mean, just go with the more relaxed look, like Brad Underwood and everybody is. Done. Anyway, long story short, I'm just jealous. But Willard said right after the game on the TV broadcast that. And this was not a knock on Coleman Hawkins. It was more of a a praise of him with the idea that he's so flexible defensively that he can do so many things. He can help shut this down. He can go out and guard a guard. I mean, we saw it against Tyson Walker in Michigan State where he mm-hmm. played at as high a level as you can play and then maybe as low a level as he can play on defense against Maryland. But So I give Kevin Willard 100% credit in the, in the sense that he said, because of that, we wanted Julian Reese to back him down. We wanted to keep Coleman on the post and not being able to be a danger to us defensively everywhere else on the court. It made a lot of sense to me when I heard it. And it made me wonder why then Dane Danger, who would come in a little bit and really spark this team. And I understand, I mean, you probably hear all about it as well, but there's times where I understand why Dane Danger isn't on the court. There's been games this season where he's come out, Florida Atlantic, where he looks like he shouldn't even be close to being on a roster, let alone on a, on a basketball court. 
But you have to give the guy credit with regards to being able to give them some energy yesterday. And maybe he doesn't play as physical as Dane Danger should. And I think that might be the issue that Brad Underwood has with Dane. But certainly, I don't know why you don't ride a little bit more with him uh, as he gave you a spark. Maybe it was because the first half ended. You got to go right back to your starter and Coleman uh, to start the second half. But I was glad that Brad put both of them on the court for a little bit. I don't think it really did anything. But at least he gave it a shot, right? So I'll shut up now. But I thought it was interesting what Kevin Willard said in the, in the sense that we're going to back him down. We're going to force Coleman to play a true five position. And I think maybe we saw a little bit of a – I mean, we're starting to see it, right? We're starting to see with Rodgers and, and Edie guarding Rodgers, mm-hmm. and then Rodgers explodes against Michigan State. Now you're seeing another team – make Coleman Hawkins be a true five and not be able to just kind of I mean there's every team has these little holes in it yeah and this is when you get to conference play this is what happens you get you get prodded and (laughs) and and exposed and essentially your job then as a coaching staff and as a team is to plug those holes by the time March rolls around yeah no it's it's a great point it's the awesome chess match that is when you got a lot of good coaches in the Big Ten of looking at your weaknesses and potential matchups that play well against the other team and, and every team essentially is unique in what they present like yeah. what would be a strength in one game at a certain position or a certain matchup may not be that in in the next game That's so uh, I think as you look at it and I, I wrote about Coleman after the Michigan State game and I looked into his analytics and and was looking at the fact that when he's guarding in non post up situations, which he's guarding on the perimeter, it doesn't matter if he's like on a guard, on a wing, on a on a stretch big man like himself, someone's trying to take him off the bounce, he's been elite. He's been a guy that's been really, really hard to score on. Guys are shooting in non post ups twenty two percent against Coleman Hawkins, which is just crazy how low that is. Now if you get him in situations where they're backing him down, he's more of an average post defender because that's not really he's a converted from a stretch four into a five man just based on how Illinois wants to play based on uh, the way things have shaken out and I know that some of it played into like he wasn't all that good of a shooter previous in his career so it became harder to play him at the four with a five in terms of floor spacing and whatnot but he's 6'10 he's still I mean he's added strength but he's still a guy that you'd say is maybe on the lankier side and whatnot and Julian Reese was able to score against him. So I think that's something you got to wonder about in terms of those matchups. Now, when Illinois played Purdue, they doubled a lot. Yeah. They doubled Edie pretty much on every catch. And the the dilemma you get put in with Purdue is they have really good perimeter shooting around him. And Maryland does. What Maryland has is is not that. Now they had some of their non shooters, guys who haven't been shooting it all that well, make threes yesterday. Yep. Uh, a couple, like one each, essentially. Jordan Geronimo is two for 25 from three going into the game. He makes one of his three threes on the season in that game. Uh, Deshaun Harris-Smith had really been struggling from deep. He makes a big one that late. That was a huge shot. Uh, from the corner that rattles in. So, as far as Dane goes, yeah, I think, you know, seven points, four rebounds in ten minutes is pretty productive. I know that as you look, it's trying to contain Jameer Young. True. If Dane's on the court, he's playing drop coverage. He's not getting out and hedging ball screens. He's sitting back in the paint. That opens up a lot of that that intermediate area for Jameer Young to get whatever he wants, which, unfortunately, it seemed like he did that anyway. Mm-hmm. So uh, I get some that are maybe pounding the table for more Dane, but on, on the note, it was just a situation where I think if I would have thought about it a little bit more, and I, I another thing that played into this 
yesterday was in terms of my confidence. I picked Illinois by 12. I thought Illinois yeah. would be able to to hang in a lower scoring game and ultimately just outlast them. Kevin Willard was 1-11 in Big Ten road games. I heard that. Before that one. Wow. So uh, I want to talk more, obviously, about some of the uh, the inside and outs. And, and Illinois also maybe just is coming to the reality of they're going to be a team that others who aren't where they want to be in terms of their season, their resume, are going to say, hey, if we beat this squad, good call. we're on our, our road back to, for Maryland's sake, trying to become a tournament team again. Well, yeah. and look, Illinois just had a bad game. That too. I mean, yeah. they, they went 10 minutes where they were missing two-foot shots. They kind of due for one, right? They were missing layups. They were missing shots. They were turning the ball over. They looked out of sync. They said that on the broadcast, and I agreed 100%. They, did, they, they just almost looked a step behind, and – and it was just – these happen, right? That's why maybe you're not a fan of pick a ranked team out there, but you see that night on, you know, underneath the whatever on ESPN that they got upset. Well, mm-hmm. these are the things that happen. This, yep. this stuff happens. Yep. Um, does it hurt you? Yes. Does it really hurt you at home? Yes. Yep. Does it, is it weird when it's the same damn team? I mean, that, that's the weird part to me is that Maryland, but Jameer, look, they were picked to finish third in the Big Ten. They were. And then they've struggled. So, you know, I, I, I've heard a few people say, well, I mean, they're a terrible team. Well, they haven't been playing well, but this is also the kind of team, in my mind, that can ring off about three or four or straight or five in the Big Ten. If they get Jameer Young and Julian Reese playing at a high level I, I, and Dante Scott, those are three really good players that came back from a 22, I think, win season last year for Maryland. So, I mean, I, that's excuse, excuse, excuse. It's not, but you just didn't play that great. Mm-hmm. And Maryland, for some reason, is able to get you. And they did. And kudos to Maryland. Illinois just needs to pick it up now, go on the road at Michigan, get a win, start feeling good again. You've got three or four in a row here where you should be able to do some damage, and everything will be fine. But, you know, the other thing, too, real quick, and I know Luke Goody's coming up here, when, with regards to only scoring, you know, going like 10 minutes where you had that, we really haven't had that this year, right? right. Had it last year, haven't really had that this year. I mean, let's be honest, for the first time, and it's not like I, didn't, I wouldn't have loved to have had him against Michigan State or the game prior, for the first time, that was where it's like, boy, I'd love to have Terrence Shannon on a run out right now for an yeah. easy layup or one of his quick threes from the top of the key that always seems to go in. It's like that would be a nice – this would be a nice time during this 10-minute stretch. Cause, or to throw him on Jameer Young on defense. Oh, yeah, exactly. Good call. And I feel – I know Damask had a great game, and I love my guy, but it, it, that, that's, that's hard to win games with him – I don't know. I don't know if that's my recipe for success in March is just having him booty ball, guys. I just – I don't know. I'm on the record now saying it. I just feel like if he has one bad game where he's not getting his things figured out, although yesterday he scored 20-some points. I mean, mm-hmm. he didn't have a bad game. 26, I think. So, uh, I don't know. It was just an ugly day. It was. And, yeah, to your point, I know we got to catch a break. Like you said, if you look at last week's AP top 10, eight of those 10 teams lost. Wow. Now, Illinois, go. I think, was the only one that took especially a quad three loss. A lot of those were losses on the road, two unranked teams. But losing at home is one that you, you wouldn't like to have. No. If you have Terrence Shannon in there, that can help you where you're having a rough day, but you still find a way type of thing. Uh, I think the Michigan State game, Illinois didn't play their best basketball, but they played well enough and, and weathered out a, a dogfight, I just think maybe it was the realization. It was was not going to be sustainable to say, all right, Illinois 
take off a first-team All-American, right? and they're still going to be a top-10 team, and they're still going to just cruise into this top level of the Big Ten and compete for it. There wouldn't be some kind of hiccup, hiccup, reality check, whatnot. I'm not saying that that's going to be their new reality now, but things will be tougher than they seemed, and credit to the team to, to make it this long without that really showing up. So we'll Good talk going. to Luke Goody about what he saw as far as the game yesterday and where they go from here. Uh, and in a literal sense, they go to Ann Arbor on Thursday, and then they host Rutgers on Sunday. So if you want to weigh in, you can, 217-359-2255 on the U of I. A line and link text line. We'll talk to Luke Goody when we come back. This is The Drive. Are you tired of shivering in the winter? Look no further than your local heroes at ABC Heating and Air Conditioning. Hi, this is Gina inviting you to give us a call at 217-352-5400 to book your appointment to make sure your furnace is running safely and efficiently this winter. We've been proudly locally owned and operated and have been serving our community for over 50 years. ABC, always be comfortable. Call me, 217 217- Thank you for choosing two men in a truck. How may I help you? Hi, I have a strange question. What happens if it snows on moving day? I don't want my furniture to get wet and destroyed. Well, that's not strange at all. We have the same concerns for your furniture. With over 9 million moves completed, our team is experienced to handle any weather conditions. Because we pad and stretch wrap your furniture before we put it on the truck, we'll make sure your belongings are safe and dry no matter what the forecast says. Not sure how your move is going to work? Go to twomenandatruck.com for your free estimate. If you're in the market for a new car battery, you could go to one of those big box stores, except there's no guarantee you'll be served by an actual car expert. Clean up in aisle three. You could pick a battery off the shelf, except it might be close to expiring. Or you could just come into Interstate. Don't make a big box store blunder. With competitive prices and a more personal, reliable approach, Interstate Batteries is the clear-cut choice if you want to guarantee yourself a new and trustworthy car battery. They're open and ready to serve you at 2504 North Mattis Avenue in Champaign. Mom, she won't stop touching me. Broccoli stinks. Guys, no phones at the table. Family dinner time? Not easy. But you know what is easy? OSF On-Call Urgent Care. When you need convenient, affordable care for minor illnesses and injuries, you need OSF On-Call Urgent Care. Be seen in person or connect 24-7 online when and where you need it. Learn more at osfoncall.org slash urgentcare. You have money laying all around your house. You just don't know it. And no, I don't mean selling your great-grandma's good china. I mean all the old metal items you don't want to use or get rid of. Don't pay someone to haul it away. Bring it into Max Twin City Recycling and get paid to have it taken off your hands. They love new customers and are more than willing to walk you through their process step-by-step. Come check them out at 2808 North Lincoln Avenue in Urbana. Get the roof your home deserves by Roof Doctors, your residential roofing specialist that has always offered the best warranties in the industry, like our non-prorated 50-year warranty. Our customers love that we are family-owned and locally operated. We make our customer needs our top priority. With over 30 years' experience and the best customer service, give Roof Doctors a call today for your free estimate at 328-7529. In your community and for your community, Roof Doctors. 
Hi, I'm JT Barnhart, the president of OSF Heart of Mary Medical Center. Really want to promote our emergency room services at Heart of Mary, uh, getting ready to do a campaign just to show the community what a great service that is. When you're in a health emergency and you need care, our team at Heart of Mary will take great care of you and we'll get you in and out. Our wait times are usually less than 10 minutes. Door to provider times have run under 15 minutes. And so you're going to see a physician in less than 20 minutes when you come to Heart of Mary ER. I think that's a sensational service for the community. One other area I want to promote is that OSF Heart of Mary is in network with your health insurance provider. We take all insurances, everything that is in the community, all payers, our providers, our hospital, our ancillary departments, our new surgery center, and our urgent cares accept your insurance. And so if you're having trouble getting in with a provider, know that OSF can see you timely, quickly, and we take your plan. Back on the drive with Sam Piper, ESPN Radio 93.5. We got Luke Goody coming up soon. We are efforting him. I'm sure he'll be calling in rather soon. We did have a 651 on the U of I Atlanta League text line on the note of Dane. Said, yeah. I love Dane's offensive game. He can be borderline unstoppable. He gives up more points than he scores. He's unfortunately awful on defense. You can't play him if he plays Matador defense. Yeah. Well, as I yawn, sorry. Oh, you're good. I wasn't yawning 651 I- at your text. <laughs> I was a few feet away from the uh, TV. I was like, is that, what is that word? Oh, Matador. Gotcha. <laughs> I was so wondering it was why more you're... of my uh, reading <laughs> comprehension and abilities than uh, you're yawning. Yeah, and certainly, Dane, I, I think more than anything, what I meant by what I said is that he had given you a spark in that game. Right. And I, I think sometimes maybe as a coach, you go with that. You know, you just go with the flow of somebody that's – maybe there's times where you're sitting there going, I don't know what's, I don't know why this is working from what I have on the court, but it's working and I'm just going to let it go and I'm not going to get in the way of it. Halftime got in the way of it. But I don't know. I just thought – I thought for what was happening when he was on the court, I thought maybe that would help us in the second half. But it's it, – listen, the, the right play is to go back to Coleman – and it's not even that I didn't want Coleman in there and I wanted Dane in. I just mm. thought – and, I kind of, again, that's why I kind of like the idea that they played them both together. But I, Jameer Young was the other issue. You know, that – he's just – man. I mean, it goes back – you know, every once in a while I feel like we're going to get like – we're going to get that little shot to the side like a boxer does when you're really kind of protecting your face and they just nail you right in the kidney. I feel like we're going to get that every once in a while from another point guard. And someone that's really good, like an Ace Baldwin, who didn't play well against Purdue, but or Clary, the kid for Penn State that can light it up. I just, I just feel like we're going to be reminded on occasion of what a point guard can do. And Jameer Young was incredible in that game. Julian Reese was really good, mm-hmm. but Jameer Young was incredible in that. I mean, again, I don't think he hit the rim. He just had that little floater going, yeah. and you could not Killed stop you. it. 28 points, team... Team high, game high for him. And, yeah, they did a good job of running him off some screens. It yep. seemed like Ty Rogers was just chasing him, mm-hmm. was a step behind him most of the game. And they ran him off kind of off the baseline and had him curl around some guys. And maybe, you know, if you go under him, then he can pop out to the three-point arc and, and make that shot. I'd rather go under him. Yeah. 
He went over uh, four, yeah. I think, from three. So maybe would, that was something they should have done a little bit more of. I, I'm always gonna, unless it's like Luke Goody, I'm always gonna make a guy beat me from 22 feet. Now right. maybe, maybe that's maybe I wouldn't last very long coaching college basketball. But instead of that little, I don't know. But it, there again, analytics tell you to let him beat yeah. you with the floater and not the. Uh, right. But if a guy is that hot on that one play and you can't stop it and it's like any time they wanted to go to the well they went and it worked then you got to start going under that and making him shoot a three i don't know he he was he's good though he's really good yeah he was second team all big 10 last year for a reason and a guy that putting up 19 a game he's a top 5 scorer in the big 10 so you you give him his his due i mean he's he's earned that as one of the better guards in, in the league but it seemed like Illinois kind of just all day long chasing from the hip pocket Big time. And he was able to, even when he had a guy squared up, kind of go by him and then just make that floater in the lane. And to that point, so many points in the paint for Maryland. Oh. 52 to 26 in the points in the paint battle. Now, Illinois, if you look at their quote-unquote shots, layups or shots at the rim, I think they were 9 for 23. Wow. And Maryland was 18 for 24. Mm. So that was quite a big deal as far as the disparity. Illinois just made missed some shots at the basket they normally make. Quincy Garrier was making those left-handed layups against Michigan State, but then yesterday really struggled. Justin Harmon really struggled. He did. Trying to make some shots, close-range attempts. So, yeah, I think that Maryland deserves some credit for that because they're a top 25 defense. They have a lot of size. That's one thing I kind of was getting to in the first segment is as you look at the matchup, Maryland has size across the board to where now Jameer Young, when you got him in a back yeah. down, it was an advantage for Illinois. But like Ty Rogers at times was trying to back down Dante Scott and shoot over him, which did not go well. No. And uh, in general, they could handle some of the the booty ball or some of the physicality that Illinois was able to inflict on some other teams because Maryland is just is that big and physical. But, of course, it's hurt them through the – through the season in that, you know, they play Geronimo at the three mm. and they play Harris Smith, who's a, a natural, like two guard. He's six, five and, and pretty jacked. I wasn't that yeah. strong at 18, but uh, he, <laughs> I think I might've made a three or two more, not in college, of course, but uh, for counting rec league. Right, uh, right, right. But yeah, in general, like not a very good shooter. Geronimo can't shoot it. They, they've, they've been one of the worst shooting teams in college basketball. I think when you go back to that, that's what's pretty frustrating about Illinois not winning that game. And it's easy after every every loss, you could say, well, Illinois should have done this differently schematically and, and just clogged the paint, doubled Reese earlier, whatever you want to say. And I'm not saying that some of those points aren't valid, but on the other end of it, I do agree that it's just one of those that you were kind of due for a, a bit of a letdown, uh, even if it wasn't necessarily in terms of like overlooking Maryland. Right, it, right. it was just the fact of not having your your best game, Maryland coming in and saying, this could be a quad one win for us. This could be our get back on track and really make a run at this. Like you said earlier, they were supposed to be a top three or four team in the Big Ten, and they have talent. Like They weren't pick, picked in that position just because they're Bo Ryan's team. They've been there. And we, right. you know, their roster doesn't look that good on paper, but you know they're going to be there every year. It's because they have dudes, a couple of dudes at least. But it was a bad loss. Like That's... That's kind of the bottom line of it, too, is it's unfortunate that you took that one. You can make up for it by reeling off some wins, which the schedule is still favorable at Michigan, Rutgers at home, Indiana at home. I, you know, I know at Northwestern's mixed in there in between Rutgers and Indiana, but 
that's not you know at least three out of four there are would, attainable. Would put, would put you yeah attainable and, and would put you back in a pretty decent spot. Speaking of Indiana, have you had a chance to watch them much? Yeah, I've watched them a handful of times. That's a pretty solid team. Their front court's really good. They're really. I mean, Renault has become really. I, the guy likes to shoot. I mean, he, he likes the ball and he likes to shoot, but he's very, I mean, he's tough on that block. And then, of course, Malik Ware is so tall. Khalil he's Ware, just, yep. so, or I'm sorry, I knew I would say that. Khalil Ware is just so tall that he's such a mismatch sometimes to a lot of guys. I don't know. I, you know, and they're getting decent. Xavier Johnson hasn't, he's had a couple of games where he hasn't looked that good, but I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying you couldn't, you're not going to take care of business with Indiana at home, but. That game earlier, I thought when going to Indiana, if we do, they don't. Oh, okay, year, that's no. good. That's good then, because I don't know that I would want to go face Indiana at Bloomington, because I think they've got the ability to step up and beat anybody in this league at home, and I think you'll see that as the season goes on. So that was just I don't know. I just I've seen them like two or three times. Up, you know, really paid attention to them, and they look pretty. Pretty solid, but yeah, they the had good, a good news game is you got Ohio State. Yeah, Coleman can pretty much uh, battle where, and then I think Gary A would do well against Renault. So you've got some, you got some guys. So, did were you shocked that Brad didn't make any kind of an adjustment to put Gary A on Reese when mm. when Reese was doing his thing early? Because to me, it was more of a strength thing than it was a height thing yeah and I have to assume that the Quincy Garrier is stronger than Coleman Hawkins I would think so maybe yeah. he's not but he looks to be by just appearances maybe then you didn't want to have Dante Scott back down Coleman well, in that sense because he can do it as well it's a good point maybe Maryland's just a bad matchup for us again they have positional size which kind of counteracts some of what Illinois has been using against some other teams yeah but I, I think it's a fair point um there have been teams that have cross, quote unquote cross matched mm. where they put their four on the Illinois five and put and, and vice versa. So uh, that's something the teams do look to do at times. Uh, I'd have to go back and watch it. Right. As far as I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> it was bad enough. What the first those time. what those maybe would have looked like in, in terms of <laughs> it did feel like Julian Reese had deep post position. Yeah. For most of the day. It did. And really to this point, I mean, he's had a good year. I mean, averaging double figures, obviously. I mean, I can't – off the top of my head, I don't know. It might have been like 13, 10, and mm -hmm. two or three blocks. But he also is a guy that sometimes doesn't have the best touch around the rim, but he was in deep enough. That was his best game. That he was able – Yeah, it, yeah. It, it looked like it uh, in terms of being able to finish. So I've always said when a guy – when an offensive guy is allowed to slam his body into you as a defender, I feel like it should be a give and take. I feel like, so let's say you've got the ball and you've got it six foot from the rim and I'm right behind you. I've got it, kind of got my forearm on the lower back and you are slamming your back into my chest. Mm -hmm. I feel like I then should get a chance to slam you back, right? To just knock you backwards a little bit. But of course, if that happened, it's an automatic foul. Right. It's just to me, it's just weird. And I know this worked a lot with Kofi. It's just weird how a guy can get the ball six foot from the rim, and for the next 10 seconds, all I watch is a guy like an inch at a time moving himself towards the rim by slamming his body ferociously against the defender and uh -huh. eventually getting the, the ability to then turn around and shoot a layup. And it's like, 
Okay, that was great basketball. <laughs> just like when I was watching that game yesterday after a while, I was like, this is just bad basketball. Like I, both teams. I'm it wasn't like, pretty. This no. is ugly. This is like, I'm glad I'm not there to watch this. I it just, it was just one of those. I'm like, this looks like a Sunday at one o'clock game. You know, <laughs> I mean, it just was, it was bad. It was just bad basketball and I'm just going to let it go. I'm going to let it go. I'm sure down the road, this thing will pop up where it'll hurt Illinois at some point with regards to big 10 championship or something, but I'm going to let it slide. You just need to get back on track against a Michigan team that is, I would say they're Jekyll and Hyde, but I haven't seen the Jekyll, like whoever the good one is. I haven't seen that with Michigan. So they, they must've shown it a little bit today. Cause they did beat Ohio state 73 to 65 in Ohio Ann Arbor. State is terrible. They snapped a five game losing streak, but yeah, Ohio state has lost on the road at Indiana. Uh, they've lost three in a row now. The Buckeyes have. They're two and four. Can I take my saying comment back about that coach? Chris Holtman? Yeah. You want to? Yeah. That's fair. He is struggling. I mean, he, he's not done as well as I thought he would in Ohio State. Is it because, I mean, are they not getting portals in? Are they not recruiting at a high level? I mean, it always seems like they've got a decent, uh, did Knox just score? Knox just had a touchdown, yeah. And I know if you're re-listening to this in the five hour, oh, this is old. It's good but um, those who are listening live, yeah, Dawson Knox just caught the first touchdown. Bills are going to go up <laughs> seven to zero. Don't want to take the extra point for granted here. But, yeah, uh, seven zip over the Steelers. That that game could get ugly. It could. I yeah. mean, Watts not playing for Pittsburgh. Their defense is banged up. Their offense isn't really considered an offense. So, I, I don't yeah. know. That I'm thing. just going to sit here. I, I parlayed the Bills and the Cowboys together. Well. And uh, I felt pretty good about that the earlier o- the, last yeah. week. The only game I stayed away from was the Chiefs and Dolphins, Dolphins game, and not because it was on Peacock. <laughs> but I just stayed away from that because I didn't quite know what was going to happen there. Mm-hmm. And obviously, Mahomes, don't ever go against greatness. Yeah. I'll put it that That's way. That's a good idea. But then the Cowboys, yeah. I had the Lions right. I had, that was a heck of a game. It last was night. a good game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's. I'm telling you, Vegas. I think there's an inner working that we don't know about. That, like every Sunday, they say, "Here's the team." Like they know going into the season, like Arizona sucks. But like, let's say they were okay. They go to Arizona and they're like, "Hey, so we're gonna let you beat San Francisco Week 14." You're like, "What?" Yeah, we got San Francisco as our parlay buster. So, Kyle Shanahan knows about it. He's not happy about it, but he had to pick a week, and that's part of the agreement that you guys make with us to earn all this extra money off Mm. the wagering. So, (laughs) Shanahan knows ahead of time, week 14, they're tanking, Arizona's going to beat them, and then everybody that automatically – because we're going to list San Francisco at like minus 900 – and we'll really get everybody in that fish and hook, you know, right? You know, and then, uh, then we're just going to let Arizona win. And then <laughs> we'll just make another $15 billion that will be dispersed partially a- along around the NFL. Mm-hmm. I, until you prove to me that that's not happening, okay. I think that is what happens. Wow. And so what they did is they went to the Cowboys and they said, I, I hate this. I know you guys are familiar with this, so you'll play the part well. <laughs> It'll be believable. <laughs> you deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we chose you. <laughs> we 
chose you because, you know, when we did this three years ago, you guys seemed to get like an Academy Award for it. So then we went ahead and did it last year, and you looked great doing it. So now this year we're going to go ahead and have you lose again. Yeah. Oh, You'll get down 27-zip on your home field, and we won't think anything of it. I mean, what the hell? How in the world are the Packers up 27-0 on Dallas? Dallas is, is a good team. And they've been lights out at home. Oh, lights out. And and CD Lamb had like what two catches until like two minutes to play or something or maybe I'm re- maybe I heard that wrong. I'm just like I don't know. What what are the chances that this happens if it's not Vegas saying, "Sorry Dallas, but we've got a lot of money on you and you're the one taking the hit." I'd almost rather believe that than believe that Green Bay's got another <laughs> superstar quarterback. That's more uh, palatable. Well, like you said, I mean, where were the Cowboys' defense? And it's been pretty good all year. It's been really good. I can you just see the coaches and the – all right, guys, you heard it. We got to tank this. Yeah, one. they get down 20 zip, and yeah. they, like, put in Dak Prescott's uh, – Right. That, all right, you got to throw a pick six. Throw, throw it. But we're, da- we're down 20 to zip. Yeah, you got to throw a pick Sorry, six. Sorry, this is what Vegas is saying. <laughs> and they're, they're talking to their cornerbacks. They're like, look, we don't even know who starts wide, wide receiver for the Packers, but – You've got to let him be open by like seven yards. Yeah. Really? And the other Coach? side of it too is they'll even go to the winning side. Like, all right, Green Bay, you're going to win. All yeah. right, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. Great. I know you're excited, but uh, Jaden Reed's been a, a receiver that's really been going off recently. We know there's going to be a lot of same game parlays with Jaden Reed in it. Yep. How about this? This sounds crazy. No catches. <laughs> No catches for Jaden Reed. Oh, come on, it Coach. It sounds no. nuts. I know. But you guys are going to get to win. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Romeo, Romeo Dobbs is going to be wide open like four times. Does that sound good? Like, just no catches for Jaden Reed. All right, fine. You it, know, whatever see, you say. It's all making sense now. It's all making <laughs> sense. Uh, so, who will it be next week? Who will be the team? Who's the early favorite? The Lions will be mm. at home against... The Lions will play. I think we've got to see who play who wins this. Uh, well, don't they play Bucks Green Bay? Eagles. Green Bay is going to play San Francisco. Oh, that's right. That's right. I was thinking Lion Detroit now will host. They're going to host. Oh, they'll host the Bucks either. or the Eagles. So the Buccaneers will win for somehow, and then they'll upset Detroit. The, yeah. Mm. Although I don't know if that's a big enough. Houston up. beats Baltimore in Baltimore. That's it. That's the one. You just nailed it. I tell you what, C.J. Stroud. I'm on. I'm. Totally a fan of his. That dude is going to rule football for a while. I like what Houston's doing. I mean, I hated it the entire year because it's just all it's done is cost us a a decent draft pick. I mean, now we're going to be like 31st after they win the – or 32nd or whatever after they win the Super Bowl. I just – I really like what they're doing. But we were all over the board this. We were. That's my fault. I mean, we we kind of like – we're like knitting – it's like the lady that knits, but she can watch TV while she does uh-huh. it. And you're just you like. You got a couple different strings in there, yeah. like different colors. So and- she's going like different ways. And you're like, how is she doing that? That's what we were today. And I apologize. That's right, okay. We'll hear from Brad, though, maybe next time. We will. We will. Maybe Luke. Maybe, it's, maybe he was uh, 3.30 Pacific. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. You never know. But uh, we do. Have to catch another break. We've got a couple of suggestions on who's going to be the team that gets yes. uh, unpredictably upset next week to, to cash the, uh, the FanDuel and DraftKings and whatnot parlays back to the sportsbook. But uh, let us know your thoughts on that. 
217-359-2255 when we come back i got another one what's up my hand went up yep is the fear are the fears brothers we just had wade send that in. are they going to be the next christie brothers that don't actually ever play at illinois um did we want the christie brothers they wanted max they offered cam but they didn't really okay they didn't ultimately push for him no and he's at minnesota Minnesota. it's actually somehow minnesota's decent he's pretty good yeah and then the fierce Owen Freeman's decent at iowa Uh the guy that illinois offered didn't really go after i like freeman i like him a lot he's gonna (laughs) You know who he's gonna? He's not gonna be the guy that led the nation in scoring. Luca Garza, right? He's not gonna be him, but he's gonna be. He's been named Big Ten Freshman of the Week six times, I think, already. I mean, he's already a lock for yeah, the Big Ten Freshman of the Year. Yep. He is tough, man. I, I ugh, that was a that was a miss. I know Moline is literally right in the backyard of Iowa, so. It doesn't bug me as much, but although he went to, he was originally from Bradley Bourbonnet. Oh, he was, and then transferred to Moline to play with ah, uh, Brock, Brock Harding. Harding. Yep. Okay, Harding hasn't shown me much yet. Yeah, cocky little snot. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's no doubt about that. But Owen Freeman, man, he is doing work in Iowa. Yep. All right, I'll shut up. All right, we're due for a break. We'll wrap up the first hour when we return. <laughs> this is the drive. I'm Justin Onick, co-owner of Fred's Plumbing, Heating, Air Conditioning, Electric, and Underground. So, Justin, tell me what you see as typical when it comes to sewer repair. Give me a scenario. Your sewer's backed up and somebody comes along and says, you need this repair for X amount of dollars. Here's my price. And you don't think to go looking for another company or a second opinion because you don't feel like you have time. So is it possible that you might get charged a little more because it's kind of a desperate moment? Do some companies do that? Oh, absolutely they will. They know you're in a pinch. Typically, if you call us, me or Will can be out there within an hour to look at that problem for you. Whether you call me first or you call me second, make sure you give me a call. Anything else, Justin? You can always trust Fred's. Great to know. Thank you. That's Justin Ike, the co-owner of Fred's Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning, Electric, and Underground. If you want more information about this great 45-year family-owned company, just go to fredscu.com. That's fredscu.com. First Federal Savings Bank of Champaign-Urbana invested in our community since 1908. Before you buy your home in 2024, we invite you to speak with one of our experienced lenders, Jack, Jim, Kim, or Lane. Experience the convenience of working with a local lender with local service, decisions, and loan underwriting in our comfortable offices. Visit us to experience the exceptional friendly service from our knowledgeable staff. Hey, if you're not already banking with us, give us a try. We think you'll love it here. We do. 356bank.com, First Federal. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS. Four three five one two zero. Join the team with the Urbana Park District hiring in the job fair Thursday, February 8th, starting at 5. Seasonal work, part-time work? Join the Urbana Park District crew between 5 and 6.30 Thursday, February 8th at the Phillips Recreation Center on Stoughton in Urbana. What a great fun side hustle with something new every day. Urbana Park District, you belong here. Learn more at urbanaparks.org. Illini fans taste what's special about Jets Pizza by ordering any of their specialty pizzas for $5 off. That's right, $5 off on all specialty pizzas like the barbecue chicken pizza. Chicken grilled to perfection, premium mozzarella, bacon, red onion, and barbecue sauce all piled onto Jets' amazing crust made from dough they make fresh every day. There's also their super special all meaty chicken bacon ranch and more, all $5 off. Make your day special and order a Jets specialty pizza for $5 off.
At Pards in Urbana, the boots just keep on coming. They're known for their huge collection of men's cowboy boots, women's cowgirl boots, kids' boots, and even shoes. If you're searching for top footwear brands, look no further than Pards. They carry a wide variety, including Ariat, Dan Post, Smoky Mountain, Roper, Double H, and more. And if socks or accessories are what you need, they've got all your high-quality essentials. Since 1968, Pards has been serving their customers with high-quality merchandise. And if you haven't been to Pards in a while, a lot has changed. Go check them out just off University Avenue in Urbana. Back in the drive with Dan Piper, ESPN Radio 93.5. Maxwell says in the U of I line link text line, Niners will be heavy favorite and lose. A new Packers legend will be born <laughs> and will rip through the hearts of all of us Bears fans. <sighs> I hate to admit it, but how about my Salukis hosting Drake and getting drummed by like 30? No! Yeah, sorry. That's what I felt watching it. They haven't. I don't think Drake misses against us. Why is Drake so good? I don't know. They're especially they're like Maryland year, versus like, Illinois, but they're really good. So like, whereas Maryland's not better than Illinois, I don't think they just play better against us for some reason. Hmm. Drake is just better than SIU, and then every year they just hammer it. Well, they've got Devries, who's the top player in the valley, and he's been the top player for like three years. He's good. He's really, really good. So it's I don't almost know. like the Iowa versus Illinois in football dynamic, probably. Yeah, that, that's, that's not exactly totally right. accurate, but nope, that's exactly right. You hit it. We just never beat Drake, and they're pretty good. So mm. that's your Missouri Valley update. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to in this next hour we can go over the path forward for Illinois basketball. Also, we got to find some losses in the Wisconsin schedule. They're five and zero. Yeah, right. And uh, let, let's see, because okay. everybody else in the Big Ten has at least two losses. As far as the standings go, it's Wisconsin at 5-0. and You've got Indiana and Purdue square off in Bloomington on Tuesday, yeah. tomorrow. That'll yeah. be fun. Uh, they're 4-2, and two, and then Illinois is in a three-way tie. That would be for fourth uh, at 3-2. and two. So as far as Illinois goes, we'll look ahead. And then Wisconsin and Purdue also, notably, I don't think Indiana's really going to challenge for a league title. Right. That would shock me. Right. But uh, let, let's look at that okay. as we go along. And then we'll play some Brad Underwood from yesterday. Makes sense. As Maybe well. hear from Luke. Maybe hear from from Luke as well if he is on Pacific time. Well, if he's on Pacific, that's two hours behind. Our show will be over. And <laughs> oh, that's he'll, right. He'll be calling into nobody. But uh, <laughs> we'll figure that out as we go along. <laughs> we'll be back. It's The Drive.